Hi, welcome to 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One, the podcast that solves your freelance problems one at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Pratt, and I run a business for coaching and training called Dive Deeper Development. And I'm your other host, Katie Carlisle, and I run The Wheel Exists, where I help people make lovely websites on the Squarespace website building tool. Now, you might be wondering why this podcast is called I Hate My Boss, because if you're self-employed, obviously your boss is awesome, your boss is you. So, Katie, why are we talking so negatively about our boss? (laughs) (laughs) Well, even though, ironically, we've got 99 problems, but a boss ain't one, it kind of also is. And what we're going to be looking at today is the sometimes crushing expectations that we place on ourselves and the fact that we're not necessarily very kind to ourselves when we're freelancers. So as bosses, we can be fantastic and amazing and generous, but we can also be really, really tough on ourselves. And that's what we're gonna look at today, that side of it where actually, if you actually had a boss that wasn't you, they would probably be much kinder to you. And so we're gonna look at how, why we do that and how we can stop being so tough on ourselves as freelancers yeah it's one thing to criticize your boss when they've been given you to by someone else but when you're your own boss then uh, yeah you should probably criticize a little less perhaps so yeah sure so i think when you're a freelancer it can be really easy to go in with these really high expectations and then you put pressure on yourself and you beat yourself up and so how let's have a look then at how we can stop being so hard on ourselves but let's look first at why why we actually do that so why do we have these really high expectations when we first go freelance, do you think? Or even as we continue being freelance? I think sometimes people don't think about being your own boss aspect. We tend to think about only the good bits. So there's nothing worse than to be your own boss and to find out that your boss sucks. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's a bit a little bit soul destroying. But I think, I t- think you take a more objective view when you are managing other people and it's it's the old adage that if you um judge your inside to everyone else's outside you're always going to lose and i quite like that quote um we tend to be a little bit more uh, generous to other people when we're looking from the outside in but of course on the inside of our heads we know our expectations we know what we want we know what our dreams are and we tend to judge ourselves compared to everybody else's outside and of course everybody else has got that stuff going on the inside too but we don't see it if that makes sense it does make sense i think yeah and i think we do also have the the problem where in this age of social media that other people's outsides are sometimes not even reflective remotely of the reality of their insides. And for most people, there is a bit of a correlation, but sometimes, you know, it'd be really demoralizing when you look around and you think everyone else is so successful. And we are gonna do an episode about comparing yourself to other people. But, you know, when you look around and you think everyone's so successful, why am I the only one that's feeling like it's really hard? I'm, I'm supposed to be successful like them. Why am I not? And then that's one of the sources, I think, of people again being too tough on themselves yeah i think most people are really critical of themselves i mean we've talked before a bit about negativity bias and it's something we can we can talk about a bit later as well but most human beings tend to criticize uh, be naturally risk averse and be therefore be more critical of ourselves as well than we are um prepared to praise ourselves the ratio is not as high as it should be it tends to be something like five to one uh, of um, criticism to good news or praise and uh, that's the rule that we apply to ourselves even though we would never really apply that to other people and i think the other thing that we probably do is we might say outwardly what our expectation is so we might say okay well here's what i want here's my goal for the year but inside 
you can sometimes actually have a slightly different goal to your public facing goal. So you might say, okay, well, you know, I think I'll do really well if I get four clients this quarter. Inside, you're probably thinking, but I, get eight I should really try and get eight clients. I could maybe try and get eight clients. I'm going to say four, but I'm going to really think eight. And then if I achieve my goal of four, but I don't achieve my inside goal of eight, I'm really going to be disappointed in myself. Yeah, definitely. I do wonder something there. Like if you, because I've managed people in the corporate world before, I think there's a whole load of rules and regulations about how you manage those people. There's a framework for managing performance, which is very objective. Uh, you gather the data, you're supposed to gather information, quantitative and qualitative, and then you make your assessment of that person's performance and behavior based against a set of standards. When it's yourself, like you say, it is all your own internal measures, which may or may not be fit for purpose. But also there's laws in the workplace as well. And it's illegal to repeatedly call someone else an idiot um, <laughs> but if you repeatedly call yourself an idiot it's kind of like it doesn't really apply because I don't <laughs> think you can harass yourself or maybe you can so what can we do to stop being so hard on ourselves then yeah I think one of the things we've said this before haven't we you stop comparing yourself and we mentioned the uh, the danger of comparing what we see on LinkedIn or what we see on Instagram of all the good news stories and comparing yourself to those, I think compar the comparison trap is a, a dangerous one to fall into. I think another way we've gone for me is that look out for any sentence that you start with should, would, could, must, never, have if to, only. <laughs> uh, any of those, because we all have our internal rules, our unwritten rules about the world of how it should work. And quite often we, we use our rules against ourselves. So I ought to have this figured by now. I'm supposed to be earning this amount. My business should be this big. I should have solved this by now. Why, why haven't I cracked it yet? Or I should have known that, or why wasn't I more proactive? And you would never ever be that mean to someone else. So I think a lot of your, your internal rules, the problem with it is they're internal and they're in your head. And I think if you were to speak to someone else or write them down, and to actually do that on a regular basis, you'd soon start to see how harsh and unrealistic they are. So if you spoke to someone and they said, I ought to have cracked this business by now, I ought to have had it all done, how long have you been going? Six months. Well, <laughs> well you'd laugh at them if you were mean, but you would say, okay, that's all right, you're, you're doing pretty good, yeah. you know, for a year in, two years in or whatever. Yeah, and I think the the kind of, I suppose the, the opposite to that is the, is the stopping comparing yourself to others is you know stop doing something but then it's like what do you kind of replace that with so actually celebrating your successes and celebrating the stuff that's really good for you and it, it yeah it can seem a bit cheesy i think sometimes to be like you know oh yeah you know i'm going to celebrate my celebrate my wins and actually what's a win for you might not be a win for someone else you know what's a big deal for you might not be a big deal for someone else so if you're someone that's really, really scared of going to networking events, we talked about that in the previous podcast episode, then actually you going to a networking event and having a conversation with somebody is a massive deal and should be celebrated. Whereas if you're somebody that has gone to a networking event and it's really easy and you just kind of go every so often and you're not really necessarily even getting something out of it, that's actually a bit less of an achievement for, for you in terms of the effort and how much you've overcome to get there. Yeah, and so I think recognising what's hard for you and when you do something well it doesn't have to be in comparison to other people it's what's for you what are your goals or what, the, what are the achievements that you've had and you can celebrate objective things like making money is always nice to celebrate and getting clients and that's something that 
you know, you kind of have to do as part of your business or selling products or whatever it is that you do. You can celebrate those. But I think also, yeah, be really aware of, of what is hard for you and celebrate when you actually do something that's hard. Definitely. But I think you should also celebrate when you do things which are hard, but you think are easy. So this yes, is whole thing true. that um, you think that something is easy because you find it easy, but you find it easy, not because it's an easy thing to do, but you're just so good at it. So, um, you know, like you say, you might do something and you might write it off as being, well, well of course I do that. It's just part of my job. Actually, it may be just six months or a year ago, that was quite terrifying for you. So when you do something, you do it well, even if it is your job and that's what you're paid for, I think you should just take a moment to recognise the skill that you have, how good it is, and take a, ch- a moment to celebrate that too. And I think it can be really useful to, to formally recognise these things. So if you have a business coach, like the wonderful Michelle, I'm doing a kind of glamorous assistant type gesture here. Um, then that can be a useful way of having somebody that you can actually check in with if you've got a business coach or a mentor. But even if you don't want to formalise it so much, maybe get together with another freelancer and you can have your own little away day or strategy day or something like that, where you both take the time to reflect on what you've achieved in the last quarter or the last six months. And actually some of the time, doing it with someone else, especially if you know them a little bit and they've kind of you know been following what you've been up to, they can probably tell you stuff that you've done well much better than you can but then you can be in the position to recognize it and kind of acknowledge it yourself yeah they do because they say oh that's amazing you're like no it isn't but they they, to them it is and i think it really does open your eyes a bit i mean we have a a whatsapp group don't we so we're having a bad day or having a little rant we'll pop that in the whatsapp group and people are quite supportive but equally if we've had a little win we'll share it on the whatsapp group well and and if it's people you you know you don't really feel like you're bragging and then those people give you a high five as well so having a little and they want to celebrate your success as well so that's the other thing you can do is that you know obviously it's useful to be able to recognize your own success and not just rely on other people telling you that you've done a good job but if you can combine it with some external kind of verification almost it can make it a bit easier especially if you're not used to saying that to yourself at first i think so and it feels weird to share that in a group to begin with but you can definitely do it um i I mean you mentioned reflecting on what you do well I, i i always recommend this to people and i think people rarely do it but i would say every month as a minimum or every quarter keep a record so on a word document i do it in evernote each month make a note of a few things one what are you proud of what are your wins um i'm part of a networking group we're on uh, online we share our win for the week which is really good make a note of the challenges you faced and how you overcame them and more importantly what you learned and i do that just bullet points and i try to do it i do it on evernote so that I can do it in the moment but do make a note of those things because you will take for granted the things that you've learned or take for granted the things that you've done that are really good so definitely I would say write it down however you like to video it video diary if you prefer yeah it doesn't have to be anything formal it doesn't have to be anything that's ever going to be public but capture it in a voice note or capture it in some way that you could then listen back to it and you know actually one of the things that some people do is actually to to blog about it or to create a podcast about it a mood board yeah Yeah. any any way that you want to do it to celebrate that i mean where i used to work before i went freelance we had something called my two things which i loved um which was basically at the end of each day we would send around we had a little email chain which then ultimately became a whatsapp group um where we would send around um two things that we'd done in that day to to help to grow the business and it could be really small things, but it couldn't just be, I checked my emails or I updated the website 
if it wasn't a kind of real kind of growth it wasn't busy work it was celebrating the stuff that actually would have a difference to to kind of keeping the business going and bringing in some income for the business and or kind of growing the reputation of the business or something and so it was really good because it would make you have to think sometimes it was really hard to think of two things you'd done in a day but it made you really reflect and go oh actually no I did I did have that sales call this morning which I, it was the first thing I did and I've forgotten about it by the end of the day and the other reason why it worked is because if you hadn't got two things by the end of the day it made you very quickly take some actions <laughs> to help grow the business um, but actually that's something that I think could work as freelancers as well yeah. if we had a little way of celebrating our two wins for the day of something that we've done um, you know, you see, you see. If you have a look online, there's um, someone done, done little illustrations of freelancer merit badges, and it was you know like got out of my pajamas and uh, finished final, 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 final draft. Sent off my invoices. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, the, you know, the 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 little things as well. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but you know, yeah, you you went for a walk. You left the house. Actually, is you know, you looked after yourself a bit. Um, I mean, we talk about self-care a lot in the kind of freelance world. And I think the true meaning of self-care is getting a little bit skewed sometimes because it's kind of that, okay, yeah, if if you're doing self-care, then you go and have your nails done, you go to the spa and you get a massage. And all of that's lovely and probably relaxing and useful. But I think actually self-care is just that it is this not being too hard on yourself and it is allowing yourself to take a break and giving yourself time to go outside and get some fresh air and and do stuff that's good for you. I think it's good. And and you you know, it's like a muscle you were saying in the previous part. It's like a muscle we need to practice these things. If you prime your brain to practice thinking of two good things every day or two things that you did really well, you'll you'll create a better mental map. That pathway becomes easier to follow of praise or, or you prime your brain to look for things that you've done well. Most of us are hardwired to do the opposite. So the more, you can't be a one-off activity. If you make a target for yourself to do that every single day or at least every single week, um, it's a really good habit to form. Yeah. So definitely be kind to yourself. And it's your internal dialogue. It should speak to you in, in kind words. <laughs> but that takes a bit of work sometimes. And I think like you touched on this earlier, Michelle, but actually another way of, of kind of resetting your thinking a little bit is to think, if... Okay, so I'm saying this thing to myself. I'm being overly harsh on myself because I've not met my expectations or whatever. If my friend was in a similar position, what would I say to them? And like you say, it's going to be much kinder what you'd probably say to your friend or to your colleague or, or somebody that then or your peers than you would to yourself. So if you're finding you're being a bit harsh on yourself, then do stop yourself and say, okay, what would I do if I was actually giving this advice to somebody else or if someone else is in that situation? Would I beat them up as much as I'm beating myself up? No, I've Probably got... not. What <laughs> advice would I give or what, what response would I give? Now I've got a mental image of someone of a photo of themselves on the desk and like <laughs> talk out loud to yourself like that and see, see how harsh you feel. It might make you think differently. <laughs> and I think, I think there's that. And then I, I suppose the, the other thing that, that I find helpful sometimes is actually remembering why I went freelance in the first place. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes what I'll do is I'll fall into the comparison trap and I will beat myself up and go... I haven't worked enough hours or I haven't earned enough money and again that word enough is another one to look out for as yes, well as the that's just a good one. and everything else yeah what are you measuring that with yeah exactly and I'm, I'm comparing myself to not even one person I'm comparing myself to yeah sort of this fake idea in my in my head of what I feel like supposed to be but I went freelance partly to work fewer hours that was literally part of the plan and so 
I'm now beating myself up for achieving my goal. Yeah. Which is even worse. And that's why it's important to know your why. What do you hope to get once you've got out? What do you hope to get out of it once you've done it? And I think if you're really clear on that, it's much easier to know how successful you've been as well. And I think, yeah, it's just it's just one of those really funny things that you're just kind of... It's a, it's a, it's a weird, fake little world that you make for yourself sometimes when you're doing it. So how, I mean, we've talked about the comparison trap. So how yeah. can we... How can we help? What can we do? So there's stuff to help ourselves, but we know that, you know, from talking to other freelancers, we know that this is something that lots of people experience. And so what can we do to help other people that are going through this and maybe to help create more realistic expectations of freelance life without just whinging all the time? I mean, we're going to talk in a, in a future episode about, about the, the kind of the struggle yeah, oh, everybody struggles so much. It's so hard, but actually, that's not what we're wanting to do. But what can we do? I think there's a few things we can do. I think the biggest one for me is to have a sense of curiosity, not criticism. And I think just whenever you find yourself getting frustrated or using those words we talked about, should, have to, must, ought to, or when will I be good enough? I think we should be curious about where those emotions are coming from or where that frustration is coming from. Instead of going, why am I so stupid? Or why have I done this? Just ask yourself, okay, what happened the moment just before I got really cross on myself? Or what does that mean to me? Am I attaching something to that, like failure, rejection, or not being good enough? There's normally emotion or a, or a sentiment behind that frustration. And we talked about expectations in um, another podcast as well, is setting those expectations in the right place. And so sometimes we think we're going to nail running a business in you know a few weeks or a few months or nine months time, I'll be up and running. And if you were doing a new job role for an employer, then yeah, you probably should have your feet under the desk within six months. But if you're doing a new business or something starting from scratch, then you're probably not going to straight away. So I think get your expectations in check I think that's really key um do you think we've got a responsibility to share to other freelancers as well about what it's really like but again without being too kind of woe is me yeah I think it's a fine balance isn't it I think we've talked about the image of everyone saying everything's fine everything's fine and posting that happy image on Facebook or LinkedIn and people want to uh, exude success I think there is a fine balance. I think we've said in a previous one about failure, we should share our problems. But like you say, it, it can't be a pity party or a rant. Uh, we're not trying to be martyrs, I suppose. Yeah. It's about that saying that, okay, bit of a downer this week, things didn't go as well. Or I, I'm part of online groups as you are, Katie, where you can go on and put posts in. Guys, I've just had a rubbish week, have to share it. Everything's gone wrong. I feel like I'm a bit rubbish at this. And I think where people do that is where you get the best networks. There is so easy to get into this thing where you um, you are doing some work and you think, yay, this is great. And then it starts to feel hard and you're going, oh, this feels, this feels terrible. And this feels terrible can very quickly descend into, I'm terrible. And I've had like little slumps before where rationally I know it is just a seasonal slump, but very quickly I've got myself in a position from this is rubbish to I'm rubbish to, oh my God, I'm rubbish at the self-employed thing. <laughs> and it's not the self-employed thing that I'm rubbish at. I just had a bad month or things didn't go as projected or things got delayed. or It was a situation or a behavior that needed changing, not my identity and my capability <laughs> yeah. which we tend to make it so I think yeah we need to need to share some of those things responsibly I think and you mentioned change there I think that's one of the things that can actually really induce a lot of this kind of 
self-criticism because if you've kind of got to a point where you felt comfortable doing something in a particular way and then you decide you're going to introduce a new product or you're going to change how your business model works or you're going to try something new then our friend from episode one imposter syndrome also creeps in because it's new and it's different and we haven't quite got a handle on it yet and that's when we start to doubt ourselves as as well even if things are changing in line with how we wanted them to change you can still start doubting yourself yeah, it's 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 um you think and this is where we get those words coming oh i should have I should be good at this by mm. now or i've done this before why why am i finding it so difficult and you start to use your own expectations or successes as a rod to beat yourself with well, as well that's the thing like like even like you said like i was saying before about going going freelance working for your hours so one of the things i've done this year is i've set up another business with my partner and so i said normally i'm really busy in october but I, and, but I want to take on fewer clients towards the end of the month, uh, towards the end of the year rather, because I want to have more time to spend on this joint business. And then it got to October, where normally I'm inundated with inquiries, and I had fewer inquiries, and I panicked and went, oh my God, what have I done wrong? Why is nobody wanting to work with me? You put oh the brakes on two Whereas, months previous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, I put it out there into the world that I didn't want to take on any more clients. I updated my website to say I'm fully booked until November, but I still panicked and thought, oh, what have I done wrong? Why does no one want to work with me? When it was actually <laughs> came down to October. Like, no, again, this is how it's meant to be. But you still, somehow I still beat myself up about it. Yeah, definitely. It's one to the careful. It makes no sense. Um, so I think that kind of leads on to one of the other things that we were talking about earlier in terms of how to, get, again, get those more, get those expectations in balance and get a healthier relationship with ourselves um, is actually not taking on too much. Yeah. And I think just that feeling of overwhelm is something that can contribute yeah i'm a huge time optimist so i'm very over optimistic about what i can achieve in a week (laughs) or a month and then i get frustrated with myself that i haven't achieved that which is nice in a way if you set yourself a big list of things to do and you only achieve some of them it's better than if you'd aim low but you've got to be a bit more forgiving and i think you've got to accept it's okay to make mistakes or if you've slowed down and there's a reason it's for quality purposes Mm. you've put quality or relationship building over quantity i think that's probably the right thing to do I think so as well and I think just having that bit more focus again on on the kind of what you actually wanted to do in the first place and and focusing on okay rather than beating yourself up about not having achieved all of it focusing on what you have achieved and celebrating that yeah absolutely so I think celebrating small wins look we all need small wins so if you're doing project work in particular or you're doing a lot of marketing activity it's probably not going to pay off for a number of months or a number of weeks at least so you're not going to get the win or that feeling of of glory if you like for a few weeks or months depending on the kind of work you do so you've got to find good wins I think a good tip there is to have input goals as well as output goals I think we've mentioned this before in another podcast so an output goal is to achieve sales but an input goal would be to make a few marketing calls or to send off a few marketing emails that's an input goal you can control it you know whether or not you've done it and so to give yourself a pat on the back for a certain number of those alongside your longer goals of course is a really good way to uh, keep yourself in in a positive mood a couple of other I mean Katie I mentioned before negativity bias so 
I think I've mentioned this before, so I'll keep it brief, but negativity bias is something that all of us have. So back in the old days, um, the, 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 uh, the cave people that didn't stick their head out the cave door too readily didn't get eaten, and therefore the survivor, people who survived or evolved were those who are naturally more cautious. When you're living in a world where survival is key, then that makes perfect sense. But if you're looking to strive or you became self-employed to thrive, then we need to just be aware of that negativity bias. We tend to seek out the potential risk or what we've done wrong but actually we need to confront that by work focusing on what we've done well so again it's something that can really help with this is if you focus and this is why I said the habit of those two things is really good is if we focus on what we've done wrong or what we're lacking or what we could have done better you get more of what you praise and we'll start to focus on those things more we prime our brains to look for our faults what studies show is that if we focus on solutions rather than problems or if we focus on what we do well it makes a huge difference because again you're not in that threat response where you come out swinging when you run away you focus your um, rewards response literally the, the the hormones or the kind of chemicals in your brain from your reward one the stuff that goes towards reward and pleasure and praise we're then working in that place now we know that we're happier we're less stressed but we're actually more innovative more creative and more productive when we're working in that space so this is where it's really important that when we have a problem or we're stuck in a rut or we're feeling really down on ourselves rather than going deep into the problem which has a time and place it's going to pull you down into those negative emotions and into that really unproductive that that survival mode what studies show is if you can lift your head up and then start to focus on your strengths or focus on your solutions we then start to become more innovative more creative and we tend to get better results so a great thing to do from time to time is to reflect on your strengths now i'm not just saying that i'm a strength scope coach so i would say that but focusing on your strengths and actually going how can i do more of the stuff that's working yeah, as opposed to how do I stop doing the stuff that isn't working? How can I do more of the stuff is working? And how can I leverage those strengths? And how do I just not do enough of the bad stuff that doesn't hold me back? It puts you in a much better frame of mind. So focusing on strengths and solutions rather than being drawn into your shortcomings or problems is a big, big winner. I know that really helped me when we were having our coaching sessions. Uh, was that, yeah, the kind of encouraging me to reflect on the the kind of, yeah, what what's gone well, what are my strengths? what have I found what do I find easier when 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 do I find something easier what's the project you asked me you know what's a what's a project that went really well or what's a website that went really well and kind of went through it and then you were saying okay what what was it about that that you really enjoyed what did you do well on that and actually that made me then realize again getting more specific about the kind of clients I wanted to work with and the setup that I needed in order to get a website done really quickly and efficiently and really well that everyone was really happy with and yeah and it, so it helps it's, it's not just a case of oh that made me feel better or not let's just think positively yeah it was actually that improved my business model yeah because however sometimes we're hard on ourselves but no matter how hard things feel you're doing some things right so i think as you say that session we did it was well you, you had some things where maybe you weren't maybe getting the income or the results you wanted but there were things that went really well so it was okay let's ask that question what's going well and how do you do more of that yeah because that's clearly working for you yeah exactly and i think sometimes as well i don't know if this is just a freelance thing or maybe it could even be a gender thing i don't know if women are more likely to do this but I think sometimes we feel like we're being a bit arrogant if we talk about how good we are. You know, I think, I, I know, I find it quite uncomfortable. When you say, what are you good at? I'm kind of going, uh, and sort of hiding a little bit and going, I don't know, 
like that. And actually, it takes quite a lot of effort to focus on that because I'm so primed for the kind of, okay, well, if you asked me to list what I was terrible at, I could just reel it off. But actually, that, that feeling, it feels a bit... We've used the word icky before yeah. to describe that feeling of kind of confidence and stuff on it. Some people, we don't talk about this enough, and to the point where I think some people genuinely find it hard to know what they're good at. We, do, we spend so little time focusing on it. We spend so much time just taking for granted what we do. We don't really stop to pause about what makes the great great. And I think sometimes if you have spent time with people who spend a disproportionate amount of time telling you how great they are and maybe you get frustrated with that you will almost kind of overcompensate by not doing that because you're like oh, okay well i don't want to be that person that whenever you meet them just tells you how great they are so how can we how can we basically be like a bit bit more british about it and yeah, you know I, I think i think there is that feeling it's true there's a lady called De- deborah tannen she did the power of talk and she her research showed that women uh, historically women are socialized to bond through harmony and therefore downplaying your differences or downplaying your successes is actually a strategy that, that women all female groups have used to bond over time men also do this too but they're more likely to bond over who's the best at something or through competition so there's two very different ways of doing it so there is something gendered in that of course some men don't fit that stereotype either no, they exactly. would also have the similar problem so it's true so katie i think that one of the things that we can do i think it's a bit of a balance um we can we can beat ourselves up but it's probably not very useful i think if something goes wrong or we're finding ourselves being very critical the two key questions i would ask ourselves ask yourself is one how did i contribute to this situation and i don't mean blame yourself so will smith i think is i've mentioned his video before um he does a great video about fault and responsibility and he said just because you take as in will smith the actor will smith. as in will smith the actor and rap if you oh, consider him the a fresh, rapper oh, I, I should have said <laughs> do you mean the fresh prince yes <laughs> the fresh prince and you wouldn't think of him as a life coach his video is great though he talks about fault and responsibility he says, look sometimes things go wrong it's not your fault so don't, it's not about beating yourself up but you can take responsibility. So the next, the second question I would ask myself is, how can I solve this problem? How can I contribute to the solution? And that's literally the, the thing. So even if you're in a difficult situation, perhaps just ask yourself what you can do, what you can do as opposed to what you can't to get out of it. And I think just take responsibility for that going forward. It's quite nice to blame or to get stuck or to have a little mad five minutes we all have them but i think <laughs> after that we've got to go right it's my responsibility to get it right what can i do or yeah who could i ask for help and i think hopefully if people are listening to this as well then then they can not only take it on themselves but hopefully help other people to celebrate their own successes as well because i think it's fine to get there with the help of somebody else and then make it you know to help you make it into a habit get somebody who's kind of helping you to have a bit of accountability to win at the start of that habit until you're able to it's something you're able to do on your own maybe as well i think definitely get into a habit like joining an online group yeah. have a whatsapp group with fellow business owners something in there that prompts you yeah like i said i'm part of an online network i pay to be part of that the facilitator asks us every week you know what are you proud of this week and i think that nudge i would forget i just run out of time that's before. it yeah exactly so if you could just choose one thing, Michelle, one tip or one takeaway from this, what would you say? Katie, I like your your one about the two things. I'd say practice um, focusing on what you're grateful for and what you're good at. So what two things are you proud of and that you've done? And I think that's gonna make a huge difference. Make it a habit. Um, some people do gratitude. 
Mm. And they look at what they're grateful for. And one of the questions some people ask themselves of gratitude is, even when they start to focus on their problems, how could I be grateful for the problem? And I think that's quite an interesting one because even when you moan about your problems, I bet that problem is way better quality problem than the <laughs> one you had a few weeks, few months, few years ago. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Like yeah, look at the progress of like actually, okay, I've got a problem, then is it as big a problem as it was yeah. however long ago, you know? Like we've we are on episode twelve, I think we're recording now. So we've got we've got fewer than ninety nine problems left. We've already, already we've already got rid of twelve problems, so that's all good. Um and actually I'd probably say the similar thing in the in the kind of have have a way to create that habit and have a way to to start yourself formally or informally, but like rather than just a passing thought, have a, a time that you set aside to recognise your achievements and to kind of figure out what's working what's not and you know that's not a luxury that is that is business development it's going to fuel give it's the fuel for your yeah. for your vehicle if you like to keep yeah going. exactly exactly cool well i think we've had quite a few insights there and i love i love my boss now exactly we all we all love our bosses and so if you want to hear more podcast episodes talking about all the different freelance problems that we face we literally have a list of 99 that we are working our way through um so you can follow uh, what we're up to on twitter i'm at the wheel exists on twitter that's me katie and i i'm michelle and i'm at dive deep depth dvp uh, short for development and you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it or you can find us on the freelance folk website that's freelancefolk.co.uk into the under the uh, resources section or on anchor.fm forward slash 99 problems and we hope to see you next time on 99 problems but a boss ain't one <laughs>